Kainos, Kainos, fresh tongues, Kainos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kainos. The depth of the high priest, Jesus the high priest, is the fact that. He has come into all the economies of all the possible weaknesses that you can come into. Eh? To the end that even the ones you have not entered, he has already been dead. So he knows, before you knew what is happening to you, he has known. Like last week. He's already helping you already. Before you have even come into the economy of what has happened to you. Help has already been given to you. Even before understanding came that this is what is trying to happen. It is true. Because he's a high priest. And the reason why he's the highest of the priests is because concerning weaknesses and infirmities and insufficiencies, nobody knows it like him. On that account, he can be able to help any man. He can save any man to the uttermost. So, if the badge that was given to Jesus, eh, that differentiated him and made him peculiar and standing alone in his own class is on the account of his capacity to understand and suffer your insufficiencies and infirmities. That means you, your own priesthood is as effective as you are able to trace and suffer people's weaknesses. Very, very difficult. Very, very, the greatest thing to trace is what is happening is in the heart of a man, inside a man. To the end, sometimes even the man doesn't know what is happening to him. How much more you? Are you with me now? Mm-hmm. So when people come and tell you they have tried no solution, they have tried to stop it, they have tried to do this, they have tried no. Their challenge is that they have not come into the revelation of the economy of Jesus. What? The high priest. Because every single weakness and infirmity has been dealt with eh? on the account of that revelation. Because that man has to pass through all those weaknesses. So that on, on the day that you come with your own, you will be able to understand it and deal with it. So he has already dealt with it before it came up. The only challenge is now the revelation of that person. There is a person sitting. That's why I told you people when we started that there are names of God that captures revelations and possibilities in him. And the entrance into those names will allow you an interaction. And then after some time, you become that which you have interacted with. So, if there are if there are weaknesses you have noticed, maybe in your prayer life, whatever, you know, whatever, trying to maintain high level of purity, holiness, and all that, you, are still, you have not, your level, the, the dimension and intensity of light that you have gained on the account of Jesus, the high priest, is not robust enough. Because if it's robust enough, you will understand that even that your very weakness, as strange as it is, some people ask, and say that, no, no, we continue to interact and behold that light. 
The light that shines upon our heart and ministers the revelation of Jesus, the high priest. That light is the light that brings us to a place where every type of weakness and insufficiency is being dealt with. Because the scripture says that we don't have a high priest that is not preached with every of our infirmities and weaknesses. The strength of his priesthood is captured in the fact that this man has, he touched every weakness, he touched every infirmity. Every insufficiency is captured in his experience. All this is towards an agenda. The agenda is that any man that comes to him on the account of any weakness that he has, his priesthood will have the capacity to minister sufficiency and help, succor in that time of need. That is why the scripture says we don't have a high priest. That means there are priesthood and that 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 is being ministered. But those priesthood, their their principal weakness is understanding of weaknesses and insufficiencies. Because you know you might have the capacity to suffer and bring help, but first of all, uh, you are limited by your understanding of what you need to help somebody out. You must have seen. Some people, some people, they, their wife need attention, and they, they don't be making money, making money, making money, making money. And the wife will say, "You don't love me." The man will go and buy another leg, so three thirty. As far as the man is concerned, are you with me? Yeah. He's, he's um. um Bringing solution without tracing the ailment. Mm-hmm. The ailment is that the woman needs attention. And it's, interpre- it's interpretation is Are you with me now? So his priesthood is faulty. Fundamentally. So the scripture now, remember, the Bible says that we do not have a high priest. That means there is another priesthood that is being that has operated before. Mm-hmm. Now we have been transferred to another priesthood. And the principal strength of this our priesthood is its, its effectiveness. Are you with me now? Yes. Ah, my God. Now, the scripture told us that the, the law is not simple. It's not by fact. As a matter of fact, it's holy. It is also in this book of Hebrews that the scripture was telling us that the law was gone away with on the account of its lack of effectiveness. Mm, yeah. It is not as if the law is not good. The law is still a revel- the revelation of God's righteous standard. Just that it ministers to you what you are supposed to be and refuses to minister to you the capacity, the capacity to live up to that level. So on that account, he has become weak and ineffective. So the scripture says that he was being done away with on that account. Are you with me now? So it means that the law is trying to minister something to you without taking into account your weakness. He's telling you to have a prayer life, pray every three hours in the night. That's the law. But he didn't take into account your the weakness that is found in your members. Are you with me now? That is the, the weakness that is found in the former priesthood. It doesn't take into account the infirmities and insufficiencies that is found in men. But the scripture says we have a high priest. And that high priest is touched with all dimensions of your infirmities. And on that account, he is enabled and equipped principally to, to succor you, give you all kinds of help. Are you with me now? Yes. For we 
have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. I see some people tell me that they are trying to fast, they are trying to fast. They cannot fast. I look at it. Those people have not come into the revelation, the economy of the revelation of Jesus. What? The high priest. Because in Jesus, the high priest is, is um, a revelation. The body of that revelation covers all the weaknesses that can afflict man. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. And we have not gone to that place. But on the account that he has covered the syllabus eh, of the weaknesses that can riddle a man because he passed through it actually, yes. Eh, yes. it is on that account that he is able to prove the exact kind of help and equipment and grace that it takes for you to live and conquer your weaknesses. Are you with me? And I tell you that most of the time, his understanding of these weaknesses is beyond even your own understanding. You that is experiencing it. Hmm? He understands it more than you. Uh, that is why sometimes the solution you are trying to provide to your challenge is not solving anything. Because you don't understand your weakness. Uh, you are incapacitated. Your understanding is, is faulty. He has a... Um, is um, is 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 um, is challenged. So for us to begin to deal with infirmities in our life and in the life of people, even as we engage in ministry, the principal requirement is that we enter into more of the revelation of the person of Jesus as he borders around his high priesthood. I would say mm-hmm. because it is there that all the economy of men's weaknesses is being captured. I don't care whether it's sickness. I don't care whether it's Poverty, I don't care whether it's sinfulness, worldliness, trying to pray, you can trying to fast, you can trying to study, you can try to, you have not somebody said me, you have not had an encounter with Jesus, it doesn't touch the prayer. No, you have not come into the economy of Jesus, the high priest. He passed through all those things. And the Bible says he took him like you are walking on water. That's how he walked through all those things. So even before the challenge came, he already knows the solution. Eh? Because he's able to trace the challenge even to the limited details. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. And then he goes to his archives because, are you with me now? Mm-hmm. The scripture says that we don't have a high priest that is not touched with the feeling of our infirmities. Actually, that scripture does not stop there. Do not stop there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to the next verse, he began to talk about mercy and grace. I don't want to go there. Now, eh? because first of all, your priest, your priest, this priesthood that we have entered into, are you with me? First of all, he has an understanding, principally an understanding of what weaknesses, insufficiencies, and infirmities. Eh? And it is on that account that he begins to minister the grace and mercy, help that it takes for you to overcome it. Are you with me now? Now that means an accurate priesthood. It's a priest, I will follow me. A full dimension of accurate priesthood is a priesthood that understands infirmities and has the capacity to succor it. What? One, you must what? Understand, understand infirmities. Well, as good, 
On this thing now, it's actually 70%. So, please, can you start this way? No, wait, hold on. What does that soccer mean? Soccer is help. Okay. Soccer is help. Soccer is help. Help. The reason why I use soccer is even though soccer and help, they are close, but they don't exactly carry the same weight. I hope you know. Uh, soccer carries more weight. Is like me because let me tell you what let me tell you what the little difference. For example, now um, if you are weeping now and I'm saying sorry, sorry, I'll be help. I'm helping you too. Eh? But when soccer comes, you know what it does? It comes to take away that thing. It completely removes you from your affliction. You don't have school fees and somebody suckers you. It means the person gave you what? Your school fees. Simple. Well, I can help you with part of your school fees. Continue. So you can, I can help you with all of your school fees or part. But when it is soccer, I have completely dealt with the issue. Continue. Okay. Um, how does the minister help? Okay, that's, a, that's another level now. And that's, a, that's level three. We are still level one. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you didn't come when we started, if you came when we started, you would have found out that we test run how to assess it. Is it not true? We test run how to assess it. Because um, the principal thing is how to assess help and assess. That's when I started telling you people that the greatest test of um, a man's the greatest proof of a man's interaction with the presence of God eh, mm-hmm. is the mercy that is bestowed upon his life. You know what? You cannot touch the presence without touching the mercy seat. Eh? To try to touch that law we are looking at, to try to touch that presence without touching mercy first is to be killed. Now, it might not happen in our own time. Eh? But I tell you, people still die. Now, yes, let me explain to you. No rush, no rush. People still die now. On the account of trying to assess the Holy Presence, without first coming into the communion of mercy. When it is on that time, when they try to pray without coming into this economy, their prayer will be dry. Because maybe because they prayed well yesterday, they didn't know that the very reason why they allowed access into those that is mercy that is showered is because they came into that economy. Suddenly they are now strong, they can interface with the Holy Presence. Eh? No. I hope you know that death is beyond an event. Death is a process. So death can be ministered. And then you struggle from now to tomorrow. You that finish praying six hours, has it happened to you? Mm-hmm. You finish praying six hours today, tomorrow, to pray to our wahala. What's happening? You don't know this thing. You don't know this thing. If you know this thing, you can be clocking six hours every day. Uh-huh. This is, God has shown me mercy. You know, you see, that time God I'm using this word, God has shown me mercy to be faithful on this account. And I know that what kept me was mercy. Because I knew how to interact with that mercy. If I come sometime, the team will be able to say, Oh no, show me mercy. Oh, oh God. 
I will, I will, this, there are two words I use. Eh? Anytime I want to pray, anytime, anytime, anywhere, doesn't matter how long, how short. The first thing I say here, any place, if I want to stand, I say, Father, thank you. I come by the blood. I come by the name. I come by the blood. I come by the name. If I say it two or three times, I'm okay. <laughs> well, two things I will say, I come, I don't, you know, people think the reason why we say we come by the blood is because we have sinned. Whether you did any physical sin, that doesn't matter. I'm telling you, you are interacting. You don't know who you are interacting with. The one that dwells in the midst of unapproachable light. It is irrespective of whether you are holy or not. It is just that where he is dwelling, your framework can make up. It does not sustain the capacity to enter into those realms. The only way that you can enter that place is if you come in the name of another. The only one that has ever entered into the heavenly way of things. There is only one man that has entered there. His name is Jesus. Are you with me now? So when we come, the only access that is granted to us to interface with the dimensions of God's presence is on the account of the name. You know, the name is permission. The name is authority. The name is... When I say, use my ATM, if you go to my ATM, it will bring out my name. Is it not true? Mm-hmm. So irrespective of the fact that you are the one using it, it doesn't read recognize it, it will still bring up the same result. So when we come into the light of the revelation of the name, especially specifically as it borders into the, the reality that we want to interface with, what happens is that God or angels or whatever resource that is responsible for that dimension will begin to respond to us on the account of him of whom we are coming back. So when those things respond, they respond based on the fact that it is Jesus that is coming. Mm-hmm. Irrespective of the fact that you are the one coming, because you have come into the body of light that it takes for you to hide yourself. I hide under the blood. So when I'm coming, there's no more blossom that is coming. As you're coming, God is seeing Jesus as he came fresh from the grave, carrying the blood. And he was coming into the heavenly holy of holies. The scripture says everywhere shook. God can still stand that blood. They, they have nothing can still stand that blood up to today. When you enter that place everywhere, the Shekinah, all of them will be calm. Yes, none of them will speak judgment. None of them will speak unworthiness. None of them will say you are not permitted. Because as long as you hide under that blood, you are giving permission, access to the holiest, the, the, the most secret and holiest of places. Eh? You are granted access because that's where Jesus went to obtain your salvation. Hmm? So that any time you hide in that light and body of revelation, you are, in one minute, I'm telling you the secret of accessing God's presence. In one minute, you enter there. People that don't know this thing, it takes them longer. longer. But the more you come into the light, the more you come into the light, the faster it takes you to enter into, to, to move from the outer court to holy place to the holiest, the faster. People like Benin, you must have met people like Benin say that 
Talk about people like Ketchin Kuma. They'll be talking, 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 saying many things. Suddenly, when she wants to move, she said, just, just, just stay mom. And then the whole atmosphere will be transformed and transfigured with the hefty weight of God's presence in a moment. Wow! That woman has learned the path, eh? the way to tread into the holiest as fast as possible. Now, it's not that some of us don't find access to that place, it takes you a lot of time. You know why I'm saying this thing? It is in that place that help is ministered. The Bible says that overlaying the mercy seat is the cherubims. The throne itself, the throne, the throne is grace. The seat is mercy. And overlaying is the holy presence of God. He said, <coughs> let, let's, let's read the last verse so that you know. So there are three layers. One is understanding of weaknesses. Number two is capacity to minister to those weaknesses. Huh? Number three is the pattern, template on how to assess those these things. Is it not true? Yeah. This thing is not useful to you if you don't know how to assess it. So I'll show you one. And you want to this thing is supposed to be the last lesson, but for you, maybe if we say let's say it. And we might not be able to get there. You know how we flow here. So I have to say it quickly. Are you with me? So um, let's read verse 15 and 16. Oh, yeah. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, mm-hmm. but was in all points test. Tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly. You know, eh? We don't want to go there, but what does he mean by saying, but was in all points tempted like, like as we are? Mm-hmm. Actually, there is nothing like as we are. I look at your Bible. See that we are yet. It is in italics. Is it not true? Yes. Uh-uh. Yes. Is it not in your Bible? Yes. Whenever you see those things, you will know that it is the addition of the translator. Yes. And the way they indicated it by putting that will help you between get more money. But sometimes it robs the thing of its original meaning yes. and It will help you. But um, it's good, generally. But according to the point I want to make, because the scripture says, but was in all points tempted as we are. Like us. Like us. Like us. Not necessarily we. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is that Jesus was tempted beyond all. <laughs> you cannot, no man be. Can hope to be tempted the same way he was tempted. Mm-hmm. Can hope to pass what he can hope to pass through what he passed through. Is it not true? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So um, but the 
First he's saying, the reason why they said as we are is trying to tell us not really what we finally experienced, but he's trying to, so he's okay to live in. He's trying to tell us that he's tempted uh, as much as any human being can possibly be tempted. Is he okay? Mm-hmm. That is what the correct thing is. Actually, he's tempted beyond what any human being can be tempted. Yet without sin. Let us therefore what? Come boldly. So let's analyze how to assess this thing. Say, let us what? Come boldly. So um, from this phrase now, what is the first thing you do? So there is, first of all, a deliberate attempt to engage. What does it Deliberate attempt to engage. So, coming, Anna, sometimes you might not say it or the thing is happening and all that, but. Um, mastery demands that you have to be deliberate with your engagement. Mastery. Say mastery. 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 Demands, demands that you should be deliberate. Deliberate. Mastery demands that you have to be deliberate. Mastery demands that you have to be deliberate. It's only amateurs that you know, do things off and on, hope it works and it doesn't work and all that. No. If you want to gain mastery, you have to deliberate in all, in all your engagements. Are you listening to me? So, and this man, this letter here, this word here is not supposing that there is no possibility of you interacting with this. But he says that if you want to gain access all the time, then it has to be deliberate actually. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of what? So the first thing is deliberate. The second one is um, say boldness. Boldness. Say boldness. Boldness. What is the first thing that the Holy Spirit gave the apostles when? Uh, when he, he fell on the day of Pentecost, boldness. How important is boldness? Let me tell you, the people that have the most powerful results eh, in the kingdom of God are bold men. Not necessarily anointed men. I have seen very, very anointed men that is afraid of, you know. Mm-hmm. But they are very bold men. They are not really much highly anointed. I'm telling you. And they do. But they are, they are bold. Impact. They are bold. Hi. 
explain the boldness you are talking about. What is boldness? Is boldness like speaking loud? Yeah. Or having confidence in what you are saying? Both of them. Both. I think uh, boldness can be attributed more to um, not being ashamed of the profession. Beyond boldness is whatever conquers fear, mm. conquers guilt, conquers timidity, conquers shame. Boldness conquers all these things. Are you with me now? Mm. It is boldness that conquers fear, conquers timidity, conquers shame, conquers guilt. Because most times, especially when people read this book, the only way they interpret this goodness is on the account of maybe guilt, you know, beyond guilt. It is also fear. It is also timidity. You know, there are some types of prayer points you don't pray now. Because maybe you believe it's only big men of God that should be praying that type of prayer point. Is it not true? Father, I thank you for I know today I will fellowship with one million angels. You, you say, tell yourself, cut them, you respect myself. Um, you saw that young man that came from UNM that time. At that has uh, the prophetic grace and all. Mm, yes. He be seeing angels and he be do, he said they, they are making legislations and all those things. You see, because their eyes is open in the spirit and they are able to see something, it imparts to them a level of boldness. Is it not? Yes. You don't need to see that for you. It is a revelation that you should carry. Yes, it's a revelation that you should carry. Let me tell you another a practical example. A practical example is that in the experience that day. Have you seen where you for example, if you don't pray for two hours, you don't expect to touch God in a certain way, you know, to say the truth. It's true. It's true. It's true. If you don't pray or fast or do some kind, there are some things you don't really expect to have. There are some things you don't expect to have. That one is a product of lack of goodness. The truth is that if you have goodness, I mean, there is a repercussion for not praying. I will. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, you can assess the best now, even without having been able to pray. As a matter of fact, should I say this? Even if there is a no sin that you touch your hand in, if you understand goodness, eh? people might listen to this thing. <laughs> Don't worry. If you understand this boldness, you can still have access to the best of God. 
Yes. You must understand this thing as a basis of operating as a Christian. Yes. We now say that then in prayer or when we are trying to like pray for two hours, what we are doing actually is to conform the flesh and the soul, you know, to the dimension of boldness that our spirit has. Because sometimes the spirit may have that boldness, but uh, timidity may come from the soul and from the flesh. Our spirit may may um, how do I say it? They tend to. It is light and information. Light and revelation that brings you to the communion of boldness. You see, you can stumble on boldness on account of anointing, prayer, impartation, and all that. But you cannot replicate it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It takes an entrance light. into a body of light for you to consistently walk in it. I'm with you now. What you don't know is that your prayer life has already generated that possibility. It, it doesn't matter if we still pray for six hours. Can. A man that has not entered into that body of light will still function in timidity. Are you with me now? Yes. You will put hands to pray on the sick, even after your prayer, you will still be afraid that nothing will happen. If, I, if you pray for the person, you will pray again. Continue praying. Is it not God that told you the person will be here? Mm, yes. Continue praying. That has goodness. Are you with me? Mm. So there are some kind, certain kinds of uh, times you don't expect. Maybe you are in the market, you have talked for four hours and all that, and you have not been able to. So you don't oh, expect to some yeah. certain kind of presence and all that to be available. Is a lie. So boldness is beyond maybe shouting and bold. Boldness is not bold face. Amen. Yes, sir. What did I say? Boldness, boldness is not bold face. Let's say it again. Boldness is not bold face. Let's say it again. Boldness is not bold face. So possibly somebody can have bold face, but doesn't necessarily mean we have have boldness. I with you. I think maybe that's what you are trying to look at. Even though it might not be out of place, sometimes for people that have good things, have good things, I mean, it is not necessarily the same thing, but it will be out of place for somebody that has goodness to have good face. You must have seen pictures of people like Smith Wigglesworth. Mm. Eh? For somebody to make that statement, people, some people say it's correct, some people say it's not correct. For me, I take it. What you believe works for you. For somebody to make the statement that said, if the Holy Ghost doesn't move, I move it. <laughs> yeah? You must understand the type of man that you is. Of course, the greatest proof of goodness is your level of faith. So, if you want to interact with God on certain level, you must be full of faith. You must know that today I must touch God like this. Amen. So, he says, Let us therefore come boldly unto what? The throne of grace. That we may obtain mercy. 
Amen. So the first place we interact with is the throne of grace. So that we'll be able to obtain mercy. Amen. What do you know about the grace of God? God is. Let me explain to very certain extent. I use in my mind already just now. Grace of God is. Grace of God can be the grace can be explained in many dimensions. But let me just explain one dimension now. Grace is God rendering to us what we do not deserve. Yes. Who again? Die or new church? What are they calling grace? No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? I'm waiting. I Okay, yes. Do you deserve it? No. The day you deserve it is not grace. I don't care what is meaning, whether is I don't care what is meaning, whether it's God's ability that is ministered to you. Are you with me? The point is not really what is being ministered. That's why that definition covers everything. It doesn't matter what is ministered. It doesn't matter whether it is forgiveness that is ministered. It doesn't matter whether it's anointing that is ministered. Because the anointing or strength empowers, is it not true? Forgiveness is to clear your records. So some of the manifestations of grace, sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative. Are you with me? The point is that on on whichever account you don't deserve it. You are receiving it, but you don't deserve it. So the day you deserve what you are receiving, the empowerment you are receiving, the forgiveness you are receiving, it is no more grace. Are you with me? So um, that is the principal way to interact with the presence of God. So this scripture is trying to tell us that people that have not come into the depth of the coming of the grace of God hardly are equipped to interact with depth in God's presence. Are you with me? Because every single thing you will receive or you interface with, say I don't deserve it. Anytime you, if you, even if I come tomorrow, that revelation should be registered permanently in my heart. It is only I don't deserve it mentality, or rather revelation, which is grace in our definition now. Is what will now enable you to now also assess this. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. So showers of mercy begins to come. Showers of mercy. The measure of mercy that you have received 
is what we allow you to interact with the presence of God. You can only interact with the presence on the account of mercy. How many of you have been under anointing before? I mean, everyone that that hooked you like this to the ground. That the truth is that you don't really know what was happening at that time. Me. Do you know that some of the time it's simply an angel that touched you? Mm. Daniel came to the prayer. You know when people talk, 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 and new creature and wisdom. <laughs> Those things are not verifying realities in the spirit. John the beloved, John the prophet in the book of Revelation, is he not born again? Yes. When he saw, in fact, after he saw Jesus, he saw he still saw another witness. And he fell and wanted to worship the guy. He said, No, don't worship me. I am one of your brethren that have received the testimony of Jesus. Are you getting the point? Mm-hmm. That you're born again and knows all those things. I have Christ in me and that one, that one. Doesn't mean if Gabriel appears here, you and you have Christ in you, we fall on the ground. That is the the effulgence that they carry in their person. Are you with me? I'm saying if that their presence that is actually less in 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 is an intrinsic potential capacity compared to the dwelling Holy Spirit that is in you, eh? can still knock you off. Of how much effect will the one that created trillions and trillions of angels have on you, if there is no way for that thing to be shielded and, and transported in such a way that your frail uh, nature can carry it. Are you with me now? Okay, all these things I did is to explain um, Hebrews chapter 9. Let's Hebrews chapter 9 and then we pray. First, one or two things and then we pray. The book of Hebrews chapter 9 is an understanding of how to. Get to the holy of holies. Hmm? Verse one says, "Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of what I Amen. Had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary." The ordinances I will say divine. divine. But the sanctuary is worldly. Are you with me? In other words, um, there is another one that is around now. The ordinances is still the same thing with the ordinances of the old one. Just that the sanctuary is not worldly. Okay? 
for there was a tabernacle made. Hmm? The first wearing was the candlestick. Or you can call it the lampstand. Huh? Don't you wonder we'll go into the economy of this thing? Huh? The lampstand. The evidence that the Holy Spirit is still working in a man or in any location is the presence of the lampstand. Hmm? Without the lampstand, God is not, the Holy Spirit is not working. As a matter of fact, if we come here now, whether we are one million, whether we are hundred or whatever number, the greatest proof that God is working in our midst is the presence of the lampstand. So if you come in a meeting and you don't see lampstands, eh? that means God is not there. It doesn't matter whether miracles take place. You must have heard the threat that was given to one of the seven churches. So, that principle that I told you people that we completed that time, and I told you that God will begin to interact mm -hmm. with us. Yes. If you don't have a lampstand, you cannot interact with the territory. Mm -hmm. now, if you see a fellowship, a body, a territorial body that doesn't have a lampstand, it is a territorial body that has no impact on the territory. Mm -hmm. At best, you can affect individuals. Are you with me now? Mm -hmm. So you can come in a territory and there is no, no single one touch. Not one has a lampstand. Sometimes the people that even have lampstand are not they are a group of young boys or a group of old women that understands the principle of setting up a territorial government church. I with me now. Without that, God lacks the express permission to be operating. In fact, the lampstand is an evidence that there is an airport that God can land and take off from. It grants you permission to begin to speak with authority, heavenly authority, to your territory. Territorial ministry is directly dependent on the lampstands. And without knowing what I'm trying to say. And the table the, the shoe bread, which is called the sanctuary. And after this and after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called what? The holiest of all. Inside the holiest of all, the self which has the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with what? Gold. Here was the Golden pot that had none, an arrow's rod that budded, and the tables of the covenant. 
And over it, the cherubim is of what? Glory. Doing what? Shattering the necessity. So you see the elaborate step it took us to just come to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 5. You didn't get my point. Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4. So you now know that all the attempts we are making, all these diverse attempts, is to come to a place where mercy is being ministered. That is the greatest of all. Hmm? Read that chapter 4. The last two verses for me, so you see what I'm saying. Because I, I, I'm trying to tell you that Hebrews chapter 4, I read it in an attempt to explain this one. Because that's our prayer point as we round up. Says the help that you need all the time. Then the help is in the presence of God. When there is a elaborate step for us to take. Maybe next time we, we analyze the step to step what it takes to enter the presence of God. There is no need for those things. I'll, what I showed you now is the few um, most important things because I hope you know that some of the steps that it takes for Especially the one that is listed in the ordinances of the old and tabernacle. Some of them in the New Testament, it is not your work. It is actually the work of the Holy Spirit. But in the old, all of them are your work. Are you with me? Some of them start working on their own once you start engaging. For example, the blood. Hmm? Yeah. Once you enter by faith and in the name, in fact, the most important thing that you need to start engaging, the most important aspect of your deliberate approach to the holiest of all is coming in the name of Jesus. Once you activate the mystery of the name, you know what happens? Every functionality and possibility that accrues to that name will become, will become effective, will be activated. So whether some of them you don't even have the time or if you have, but some of them you might not even have come into the place where you actively they start functioning subconsciously. I'm trying to tell you that there is a key that unlocks other keys sometimes, and the principal thing that is how we started is what the revelation of the name. You know how we started? We read Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed. Is he that was? I call me the name of the Lord. Yes. 
If at all you be permitted in that place, it is on the account of, the of you coming in the name of the Lord. Are you with me now? So we began to analyze the the bodies of revelation that is captured in the different names that God has. The understanding of which allows us diverse access into these realities that we seek. Some of the time we interact with them so much so that it becomes a part of our makeup. Are you with me now? So that we don't really need to say it again. Anytime we come to that place, something in us begins to spring forth and navigate towards that direction. That posture has been enshrined into your subconscious so that anytime you begin to engage, your heart takes that posture on its own. You didn't have time to say, I ask for forgiveness. You didn't have time to say, I am weak, oh, help me. You didn't have time to say, no, no, no. Because had, the light has become an, an, an enshrined wisdom, understanding, has become a component of your makeup. It has now entered your heart. It has, and anything that enters your heart, you begin to function the same subconsciously. Subconsciously. In that time, eh, mm. the deliberate engagements that you need are the principal and fundamental stuff. Like, I come in the name. Once you come in the name, into the economy of the and you are coming in the name. Once you activate the name, you can also activate the blood. But once you activate the name, the blood starts working. And then you move from the blood, you enter. Because the man that activated the name and activated the blood is already admitting the fact that he's not coming on his own. Hmm? That there is a new and a living way that is opened up unto me. Any other access that I'm trying to engineer by myself to assess the presence of God is an effort in futility because there is only, there is only one way now, a new way that is what opened up unto me. And it is through that place that I gain access. Eh? Mm-hmm. And once you start approaching through that new way, the first thing you, is the blood that washes. I you now. Mm-hmm. Now, when that blood ministers to you, one of the things that happens is that as it ministers to you, it washes, it washes, it washes. And then you begin to engage, begin to engage. And then as the blood is watching, you come to a point where you understand your insufficiency. And a revelation of your um, weaknesses will be obvious to you. Yes. And then you start crying and like, that I am not coming my own I am not coming my own oh God. I am aware of my infirmities and my weaknesses. If you allow me like this, eh, I'll be judged by your presence. And then you start moving. You start moving. I'm telling you, if you interact with these realities long enough, it will become subconscious in the sense that you might not need to say this way I'm saying. Sometimes you need to say it to reassure yourself of your engagement also. Are you with me now? So when you say, I'm not coming on my own, I'm not coming on my own. I come in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the only way I am accepted. See me as Jesus, my Lord. See me as Jesus. The price he paid for me, the blood he shed for me. That I may gain access to all his grace and all his mercies because he has gotten me from my own. Where he entered, I entered. Where he entered, I entered. 
Let the angels open doors for me. Let the holy presence open for me. Let the possibilities of God open for me. I come in the name of Jesus. Let grace be ministered to my tabernacle. I understand and 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 I and I open myself up to my weaknesses. I come humbly before your holy presence. I humble myself before you, O God. That I may touch you more than I have touched you before. I understand I cannot do it on my own. I understand. I can't do it on my own. I can't do it. I can't do it. Because of this, I humble myself. Precious Holy Spirit, lead me by the way. Lead me by the hand. The scripture says, except you draw us, no man can come. No man can come, except you draw him. Show me, Holy Spirit, draw me, draw me. Bring me to the place where the waters are calm. Bring me to the place where the presence is strong. I come by the blood. I come in the name of Jesus. I come by the blood. Let it cleanse my heart of all unrighteousness. Let it cleanse my conscience of all corruption. Of all dirtiness, I humble myself. I come before you to receive mercy and grace again. I come before you, my Lord, my God. Your presence is all I seek. Your presence. Your presence. Lead me by the hand, precious Holy Spirit. Lead me. I don't know the way to teach me. I don't know the way to lead me. I don't know the way to teach me. I have not assumed that I know the way I come. I come because Jesus came. I came because I have a high place. He is always there. He is beckoning me. I come. I come in all humility. I come in all boldness. For I know that you want me to come. I seek your presence. I seek your presence. I seek your presence. Bring me to the point that I will experience your grace and mercy again, oh God. That all my weaknesses and insufficiencies will be subsumed and, 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 and handled by your grace, oh God. I know there is something in your presence that can deal with this my weakness, with this my insufficiency. I know that my powerlessness, my weakness, my sickness, my infirmity, I know that this thorn in my flesh can be dealt, will be dealt in your presence. I come, I humble myself, oh God, my Lord. Help me deeper, oh God, help me deeper. Help me to this river, to the place, oh God, where that which I see is, oh God, my Lord. Don't allow me to go like this. Don't allow me. Let your presence like water flow over my soul. Let it flow over my soul. Let it flow over my soul.